Hello, and welcome to the Pink Isle. I'm Henry Kathman, asking this in the form of a question. Maybe my co-host can provide an answer. Emma Corey. I, I don't know. Is this is this a trick question? Are we are we like in one of those like prank shows or uh, alternate realities? Or, well, I mean, I when you know. think about uh, it, the Pink Isle itself is a bit of an alternate reality that we've been stuck in for. God knows however But Henry, not. what if this reality Indeed. was the real reality the whole time? Ooh. Like Planet of the Apes. We haven't found any current dated newspapers, which is the only way to verify a date, apparently. Or also so. if you see the, the the Lincoln monument, but Lincoln is a monkey. That's how you know you're in the monkey universe. Hang on. What if Lincoln is now Bibble? Oh, no. Wait, then who assassinated uh, him in this universe? <laughs> I mean, another Bibble. I'm just assuming... Probably that like that, that, that weird false Bibble from uh, the Mariposa movies. That's true. Yes. Was it Dizzle that he was named? No, 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 no. no. Dizzle was the, the, the lady was Bibble the that he like had fell in love Ooh, with. That's what that's my headcanon, you know, add a little spicy angle to this assassination. I'm sure someone out there has mi- written a crack thick uh shipping Abe Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth. That's had to have happened, right? Hey, enemies to lovers. Oh, yeah. If Hamilton can do it, so can they. Speaking of American history that is heavily modified for a narrative, we're doing another American Girl movie. We're shifting away from the early 1910s to go all the way back to the American Revolution with Felicity an American Girl adventure. So, what's 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 your bet that there's going to be a scene in this movie where she like has to dramatically ride a horse through like a snowstorm in order to like deliver an important message? There is a non-zero chance because boy howdy, when people advertise Felicity the American Girl doll, people love putting her with the horses. That's kind of like her biggest thing that's like that's like her big thing she's got like the big like horse yes to go with she's really appealing to that horse girl market so technically i feel like we might be getting another horse girl movie it's been a while you know with all these like yeah, these yeah. movies that we've done these pink eye movies it's kind of surprised to me that there hasn't been more ho- horse girl like focus stuff maybe we should maybe we should cover those weird like that weird, like, spirit animated show yeah. at some yeah, point. Yeah, I was about to say, the spirit franchise is pretty prime. Yeah, you know how the, how the first spirit movie was about, was, like, a whole metaphor for, like, the colonialism and how, like, spirit, like, needed to be free from American society. And then, like, in the, yep. in the show, he's just, like, hanging out with some girl. Or, like, his ancestor is hanging out with some girl. yeah. That is a point that we have brought up a non-zero amount of times on this show, but I do think it bears repeating because it is truly wild. Have Um, we talked about spirit more than once on this show? If so, I apologize. I have a tendency to uh, go back on the same topics because these are the things that live in my brain, you know? Indeed, indeed. There ain't nothing wrong with that. With that said, we've already talked last episode about our shared experiences with the American Girl franchise, so I don't want to relitigate that too much. But, Emma, is there anything about Felicity that you know about? Oh, God. I'm trying to 
to think back about uh, the the history lessons that Hamilton taught me. <laughs> uh, basically, all I know is she's got the horse, she's got the bonnet, and like her family is like for the revolution, but like her her like friend characters' family is are like loyalists or whatever, and that's where a lot of the conflict comes from. To my uh, recollection, I think that's about right. I'm looking up some interesting stuff vis-a-vis Felicity and her family and some of the stuff that happens there. We'll see if they end up covering some stuff. I'm going to bury the lead on that uh, for your sake, Emma. I know. You know, but, I, love, yeah. I love surprises with these things, so I'm looking forward. <laughs> uh, do not worry. It's not going to be a Weinstein level thing. Okay. I think. Anyway, so American Girl Adventure, once again, we return to the world of TV movies. This comes courtesy of director Nadia Tass, who, if I remember correctly, yes, she had directed the Samantha movie the previous year. And overall, to my recollection, I recall her doing a decent job at that. Yeah, I mean, that movie was, you know, cool. It had, like, uh, cool things in it, so, you know... I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for this one. Yeah, it, you know, the last movie was at least, to a certain degree, decently introspective about some of the stuff that it was grappling with. So I am will be excited to see what they end up bringing to the table. But she is not going this alone because, once again, we have Valerie Tripp uh, joining. Valerie Tripp being the primary author of the American Girl books, who also helped on the teleplay alongside... Anna Sandor. Some of her uh, writing credits include things from, it seems, mostly British TV shows, like things like The Kings of Kensington was her first writing gig, and moving further from that, a TV show called Tarzan with a accent mark on the side. Which was she also involved in uh, The Duchess Approved? <laughs> Starring Flimble Schenken and Frankenmeyer. As the rascal coxswain, Sherman Apple Frumple Butter. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic Gravity Fall references that I'm sure our audiences know based on hand. Oh, and Emma! What? Anna Sandor is actually notable because she wrote a movie that you might have some history with, but I know the audience has definitely not seen Tarzan in Manhattan. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. What is with this lady and Tarzan? Like, <laughs> She was the screenwriter for this TV movie, Tarzan in Manhattan, which was this very crappy uh, Tarzan movie where Tarzan's mom, Nala, gets shot and he travels to America to take down the poachers and he ends up teaming up with some cops and it's just I had completely very... scrubbed that brain that movie from my brain until you brought it up again just yeah, now. Yeah. What are the odds? Want to talk about yeah. maybe some of the the cast for the movie, namely uh good old oh, yes. Shailene. Yes. So, going on to the cast, we got a couple of once again some decent hitters, but also like a good starting place for a lot of actresses, uh, specifically Shailene Woodley. Now, currently the second most problematic uh, Fault in Our Stars star. Oh, wait, what did she do that was problematic again? Well, she's dating a football player, Aaron Rodgers. And remember oh. the whole thing where it like, came out that he was like, he had lied about being vaccinated and then she like, yep. made like a big yep, Instagram yep, yep, yep. post kind of like defending him. I remember that now. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that she did, that she did not need to do, but she did anyway for some reason. Oh, Shailene, we really thought she was going places, and then those uh, those detergent movies had to fall flat on their face. 
Remember how they like totally dropped the ball on the, on the last movie by splitting it to two into two parts, like you know the Hunger Games, Twilight, Harry Potter's, ended up completely killing the franchise. Yeah, and then they didn't even have the audacity to air the second movie. Like, well, they they never made it. They were like they ran out of money, so they were like, we're gonna make it a TV show. The last part, and like Woof. all the actors were like, we're not doing that. Oh, Shailene. <laughs> I mean, hot take. I dug the Fault in Our Stars as a thing yeah whatever whatever i'm if someone's gonna be on this podcast i'm the residential like john green apologist yeah well listen in terms of ya male authors he is certainly not the worst one out there and i don't know the anthropocene reviewed was actually really yeah but 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 what what are your opinions on his opinions on the the taste of the penis so, in addition to Shailene Woodley, joining the cast as uh, some notable people include Kevin Zager, a uh, second build person, is a guy named Ben Davidson. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he's part of, like, the uh, American Revolution and, like, old Felicity's got to help him and stuff like that. And it was notable because Kevin played Jim Hawkins in an adaptation of Treasure Island, as well as a lot of roles on Gossip Girl during its heyday. He was also in something called Rock Mafia, The Big Bang, which was like a music video. Rock Mafia. But in addition to that, we also got Marisha Gay Harden, who you might know from Mystic River or The Mist or uh, in the Into the Wild adaptation, who... Also has been doing some interesting things on The Morning Show. I haven't seen The Morning Show myself, but I know friend of the show, Draw Opinion Dump, is a big fan of it. But she has such a wide library of things in her filmography. Like, oh my god, she was Mrs. Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh she no. was like, she was like his, 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 his mom, who was like also like a dominatrix or something, and that's why he can't respect women. Well, no, women. she wasn't the, uh, the crack whore or the one that raped Christian, but the one that adopted him. Oh, she was also uh, uh, Robin Williams' wife in Flubber. Whom he that's never, right! Yeah, who he, uh, he, never, he never goes to, to her wedding, to their wedding, even at the end of the movie. He just sends his robot yeah. instead. But she she deals yeah. with him somehow. I have a lot of Flubber opinions. You ever think about yeah. Flubber? You ever think about how he had like that like robot that wanted to fuck him, and then the robot died, yeah, and then the robot created like a daughter. So does that mean that the robot like got a sperm sample? And or, just, like... or I, I assume it's more like she like downloaded his consciousness or something. I don't know. Uh, Whenever I think about <laughs> Flubber too much, I don't know what is worse. I I, I you know it's... both of those sound bad. Yeah, that's a fun, fun thing. And then uh, some of the the other, like, main people that I would want to highlight. John Schneider, who is, like, the fourth build person as Felicity's father, who is notable for playing Dwight Evans on Glee. Oh, God. I've only, I've only, all information I've absorbed about Glee has been against my will and through osmosis of other people. Uh, Same. But I Same. think I like think I like watched like a couple episodes of the first season and all I can rem- the only episode I can really remember is the one where like Leah Michelle has a has a crush on the creepy teacher. That's great. 
I love it. But yeah, so I'm going to be interested in seeing what they end up doing with this movie. Because once again, this was a TV movie that was produced for the WB, which, (laughs) rest in peace. But who will make the sexy Charlie Brown reboot now? Who's to say? What about what about that that Walker Texas Ranger Texas reboot? Ranger. Oh, I think that thing got canceled, so yeah. Oh. Oh. Who could have seen it yeah. coming? Evidently the writers of Supernatural, but <laughs> Yeah. They so, wouldn't yeah, let I that think... one dude be gay and all for nothing. All for nothing. Are you ready to saddle up, Emma, and ride off into the american revolution yeah uh what is your bet that they're gonna like actually mention like slavery or native americans in this movie huh i guess we'll see let's go i know that was ominous (laughs) she totally gets me we're friends for all time my american girl the new my american girl doll is sporty funny creative because you get to decide what she's like And only My American Girl dolls come to life online, so you can play games and explore her online world. Ask your mom to visit AmericanGirl.com or an American Girl store. The new My American Girl doll comes as shown with a code to her online world. Other accessories sold separately. And we're back, listener. Um, wow. Welcome. Welcome back. That For, for a movie called yeah. American Girl Adventure, there really wasn't any adventure in that movie here's the thing this is apparently like a really big favorite amongst american girlfriends at least if the tumblr tag is anything to go off of and uh oof i'm worried that we're gonna get in a 12 dancing princesses situation again because i'ma tell y'all listener this movie was mostly boring yeah, I did not really care for this movie that much. Like, it felt more than the Samantha movie that it was like a bunch of random stories cobbled together. Like, I don't know. The pacing just felt yeah. really weird in this one. And a lot of like, it felt like it kind of just sort of blew through conflicts really fast. Did not really care care that much for Felicity as a character. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. She just came off as kind of... Feckless. Is the word I would use. Yeah, she 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 spouts off a lot of life lessons, but like she kind of doesn't just, actually say anything. Yeah, really. she kind of just sort of she wants something done, and then uh, someone from her, her yeah, someone from her rich family solves it, and that's most of the yeah. conflict in this movie about yeah, how I her her. Uh, rich virginian family are so so good people you guys yeah these rich people from historical williamsburg and her virginia plantation owning grandfather just so such great inspirational people i wonder if someone will write write a rap musical about them one day Say what you will at le- about Hamilton and the ways it portrays the Founding Fathers, the American Revolution, and the people that surround that. At least it had the convictions to say, hey guys, monarchies suck. But this one is like, you know, like who's to say if or not the British royalty is bad, you know? Why can't exactly. we just all get along and eat our dinners at Christmas? Yeah, this is a 
So, yeah, Felicity, let's get Felicity into this is the opposite of Samantha Social Queen. She's a centrist neolib cuck, is what she is. <laughs> oh my god. Oof. All right. Yeah, we're doing this. All right, let's get into it. So, this movie starts off with Felicity, as we mentioned, is the daughter of a pretty well to do upper middle class family who lives in Williamsburg. And uh, her grandfather is visiting them, and this is where we get into the horse girl part of the movie. Oh, yeah, the, the, movie. First, the first half of this movie was hitting all the horse girl tropes, like, because there's yeah. this whole plot where there's, like, this one horse that she wants that only she can see, only she can tame the horse, and, all you know, only she understands this horse. And the horse is a wild yep. and free but troubled spirit, just like her. But oh no, the horse has a mean owner who doesn't deserve the horse. So she's she's got it. She's got it. she's gonna get the horse. Very very strong horse girl energies in the first part of this movie. Very, yeah, arguably like strong horse girl enemies that I'm surprised they kind of drop as soon as we get past that point in the plot. I don't know about you, Emma, but it felt like the plot with the horse was gonna be like the main focus of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was wondering if there would be more through line for it, but like, it's like the the horse plot takes up a good chunk of the first half and then like, once you get to the second half of the movie, it's just like a bunch of different little vignettes at once, you know? And so it doesn't feel as like balanced as I think Samantha's, even though they're both like adaptations of like multiple books kind of cobbled together. Well, here's the thing though with Samantha. To my knowledge, I I think the plot where like Samantha visits the factory and stuff, I I could have swore that was like a movie original thing that they added. Like that was a thing that they added to the third act. I mean, admittedly, I haven't read many of the American Girl books, so I can't really speak on much authority for this but like at least for this i don't know this is where we're getting into some fanficy stuff how cool or interesting would it have been that like after felicity gets the horse like she receives words that oh the the patriot army is short on supplies and they need reinforcements and horses and felicity has to decide should i give up this horse whom i love or do I keep it at the cost of, like, my principles type of thing? You know, uh, all, like, I was, all I wanted from this movie was a dramatic scene of, like, Felicity going on, on horseback to, like, deliver, like, you know, uh, medicine a, a message, or, yeah. or something, you know? Yeah, like, maybe she could be, like, receiving word that, like, maybe there were some Revolutionary War soldiers that were heading their way, and Felicity rides over there in the thick of time in order to deliver that message to keep them from being, like, captured by the British Army or something like that. You know, something with, like, stakes? So yeah. a bunch of random shit happens in the last part of this movie, and then it's just kind of like, oh, I guess that's over. Yeah. So, I, get, I mean, we could kind of breeze through first bits of the plot. Like, we kind of already summarized, like, the horse girl bit. Yeah, that's, like, we, that whole supplies like, Felicity wants this horse, but, like, this mean guy named, with the amazing name of Jiggy Nye owns the horse and is mean to the Jiggy horse. Jiggy And doesn't want her to have the horse. So, we get a lot yeah. of, frankly, very repetitive scenes of her, like, 
going out in the middle of the night to feed one single apple to the horse and then fucking around with the horse. And then running away. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that familiar with the horse girl canon. I've, I haven't watched Flicka or a Black Beauty or anything like that. Emma, I know you are thoroughly deeper in the uh, horse girl canon than I am, but, like, this feels very archetypal horse girl movie. Yeah, it was very kind of, very, very basic stuff, you know? Like I was saying, but like I said, you know, the horse thing plot, little subplot, like, felt like it took up so long, and then it was just like, okay, you know, we, we, get, we get the yeah. whole deal, we get that she's eventually gonna get the horse somehow, like... I know. Yeah. It's felt like this is a movie where like it's about a very interesting time period in history and there's like uh-huh. all this stuff that's kind of going on in the background but like I mean I guess that's kind of like the point of this movie like these kids are like living through history but of course they're going to be more immediately concerned with like ooh I gotta get my horse. Yeah like that's the thing like American Girl it was designed to be able to teach history in a way that might be like able to teach like the more granular details to kids like this is what clothing looked like this is how they served food you know trying to get kids to relate to these people in these historical eras so that they can like better understand like the context of things but i feel like this is getting like way too in the weeds with like the historical drama of it all you know where it's like okay it's cool that we get to see like the ways that, like, people went to the store or the ways that people learned manners and did tea rituals, but it's, like... Oh, yeah, we also get I... a bunch of repetitive scenes of, like, uh, Felicity going to a young woman's class to learn how to, like, get tea and, like, dance around. Yeah, like, it doesn't really add a whole lot. Because, like, the entire part where it's just, like, in horse girl mode, it's very expositional, I feel like that's, like, the biggest thing in this movie, that it spends so much of its time just acting in, like, pure exposition of, like, oh, introducing this character, and then this character, and then this character. Like, we meet this guy named Ben, who is an apprentice for Felicity's father, which, yeah, something I want to know. There's some weird dynamics between uh, Felicity and Ben, because... In the books, at least, like, Ben is supposed to be, like, no older than, like, maybe 15. But Kevin Zegers was 21 when they filmed this, and Shailene Woodley was 14. So, when they keep doing this, like, romantic subtext type of thing that was in the books, it ends up being, like... Just kind of weird. Yeah, because, like, in the books, like... You look at Ben and him wanting to join the uh, Revolutionary Army, and you think of it as like, oh, this is like him being like this kind of impulsive kid, and he's like, and it's cool that he wants to do this, but also he should also like not dive into this at such a young age. Uh, but when you look at Kevin Zeger's adult face, it's like, yeah, no, he he could bounce. What is he doing here? Go send him to the army, you know? It also, like, gives off this vibe of, like, in the books at least, you get the impression of Felicity and Ben being more like, oh, these little quirky childhood friends and stuff. But 
With this, it gives me more like child in love with their teacher vibes, which that's a vibe that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it was just a little a little weird thing in it. I don't know. This this movie is kind of it's sort of rife with some unfortunate implications. Let's talk briefly about like the costumes in the set. Um, oh yeah. Again, the costumes are really nice in this movie. Uh, some of the sets are better than others. Uh, their house is yeah. looking a little bit fake from the outside, but you know it looks oh, nice. Oh yeah. The thing though, the wigs in this movie. Is... Oh my god, the freaking wigs. Oh, poor wigs. poor Shailene and her um, ever changing hair length with her red wig. Marisha Gay Harding's character, the mom, she had this like hairstyle where she had like this ponytail that was like draped to like one side but there would always be like one like strand of hair just like hanging on the other side and it was very yeah. distracting <laughs> the scenes with her like, it was like yeah like, why? why why didn't someone just just move that over <laughs> aside from that how how would you uh what do you think of felicity's mother um i don't know her the mother and the grandfather kind of like sort of serve the same purpose of adult characters there to kind of give real sort of wishy-washy lessons to Felicity and then her being like wow mm. and then the dad's just there he doesn't he kind of is just a deus ex machina in a bit of a couple of places of like all right can move things he, he can move things around the dad can so yeah felicity she's doing horse girl stuff and then i guess the other biggest part of this movie is her friendship with this girl named elizabeth elizabeth cole which elizabeth cole is family's notable because they have just moved here from england to the colonies and now they're loyalists whereas uh felicity's family has some patriot leaning sensibilities i don't know what was your impression about elizabeth i don't know she was she was fine uh she's got like an older sister named annabelle who you know from the introduction is going to be like the the mean bitch character who uh yeah you know just uh who's who really kind of like looks down on felicity's family even though they're also like well off but i guess like she's like coming from different standards i don't know but like Elizabeth was just kind of there. Like I think that's kind of the thing you could say about most of these characters, which is the big problem. I don't know how much more depth they were given in the books, but it, it feels like they're just kind of like here out of obligation some of the time where it's like, oh, well, we got to include Annabelle. But there isn't a whole lot of stuff that they seem to because of it you mainly know? they're just kind of there to kind of like highlight the like your political views shouldn't get in the way of your friendships kids yep so i think that's where we can get into the main plot so uh while felicity's dealing with her horse girl plot we also meet the grandfather who is this again owner of a plantation we never unpack that, nor do we ever unpack the fact that Felicity's family does own two slaves. Their names are Marcus and Rose. Like, I don't want to put the American Girl Wiki on blast too much, but when it comes to how they describe these characters, they describe uh, Rose as, quote, an enslaved woman who works for the Marians as the family's cook and housemaid. And Marcus as an enslaved man who works for the Marians. Yeah, it's... That, that, that's, that passive tense is really uh, 
helping you out there, guys. Uh, it's it's just very strange because, like, it, I guess in the movie, the existence of slaves is present, but it's never really directly acknowledged in any way. Which I found I found very bizarre because it kind of like made it really hard to like see like the Merrymans as like these good honorable people when like there's plain like uh-huh. evidence that you can see that they like you know Part- participate in like slavery. they got their money through this unjust and dehumanizing system. Well, there was like a whole scene where like Felicity was talking to her dad, but like oh, it's so sad that Penny the horse the horse may I add is a. Uh, being kept in this place against her will where she's like being beaten and the dad is like yeah yeah that sucks for for, for penny and it's, it's like hey felicity you hey, know they're also like like humans, humans right now that are being that your kept family in owns. against their will their will um like like is like this like a the- like a plot in a later book is there like a later book where like felicity learns that slavery is bad like i did hang on i'm gonna look through the list of felicity books because i am not seeing much because it's from what i can see we got uh books including uh meet felicity which exposition felicity learns the lesson when she goes to school felicity surprise which is christmas time Happy birthday, Felicity, which is a springtime story. Felicity saves the day and changes for her Felicity. And none of them seem to directly grapple with slavery as an institution. Now, any fans of these books or these stories, please let us know if we're off base on any of this. But looking through it, Marcus's entry on the American Girls Wiki only seems to mention the times when the dad mentions like, oh, I better ask Marcus to fix this at some point. And we don't get to learn really anything about these people. Like, we don't know, like, Marcus or Rose's story because they don't seem to be married. It just seems like these are two separate people that are forced to work for these people. Yeah, it just kind of like, leaves a whole unsettling feel about, like, the kind of, like, wholesome vibes this whole movie is going through. It's like... yeah. At least, like, this, the Samantha movie was a lot more, like, conscious about societal ills. This one almost kind of gives off the message, of, like, you can just kind of, like, coast through life and get what you want if you're privileged enough. Because, like... Yeah, yeah. And I guess if you're also so, kind of nice and polite, you know. But it's uh, But be... it's like that one song from Into the Woods said, nice is different than good. Yes. Rest in peace, Stephen And Sondheim. that is a... That's a very good distinction to make because I want to talk about the some of the quote unquote nice things that Felicity does. So Felicity does push back on the idea of like, oh, why do we wear petticoats? Oh, uh, they don't really go anywhere with it. But I guess she is kind of like rebelling against the gender norms. But, you know, like she mentions how uncomfortable petticoats are sometimes near the beginning of the movie but we never really revisit that point later on to be fair like we see her like helping in the garden and stuff imagine like having to like work outside with like a big skirt on does sound rather awful sort of yeah after like elizabeth steals that horse uh (laughs) 
Jiggy Rise comes back to... It's a Jiggy uh, Nye. Jiggy Nye, sorry. Jiggy Nye comes to reclaim Penny, the horse. Uh, Felicity's dad offers to buy it, but Jiggy will refuse to work with any patriots because they're disloyal to the king. And uh, this is emblematic of, like, some other tensions that are happening because as the movie goes on, like... Elizabeth's family and other, like, people start, like, ignoring Felicity's family because they start refusing to sell tea and stuff like that. And uh, as, as a Benjamin taxes. says in that one scene, uh, tea is tyranny. Yeah, they talk about, like, tyranny and stuff like that. Again, not slavery, but fine. Yeah, it's like uh, there's a whole scene where, like, because she's been, like, learning how to, like, take tea in her, like, woman class. And he's like, uh, how dare you still drink tea? And, she, and I'm like... Tea is a sign of tyranny. I know, and it's like, she's like 10. Like, calm down. <laughs> like, yeah, Ben, like, I get it. You don't know a whole lot of other people your age, so you don't get a lot of opportunities to actually communicate your political ideas with people. But also, it's good to acknowledge, like, hey, not everyone is able to, like, do, like, the whole revolutionary thing like you at the moment, you know? So what ends up happening is afterwards, Felicity sneaks back in to Jiggy's house in order to break Penny the horse out. And as a result, just like sends this horse out into the wild by itself. Yeah, but then by miraculous circumstances, a little while later when she and her family goes to visit uh, their grandfather at his plantation mind you uh that somehow he has been yep. able to uh find the horse and now has it at his plantation which has a lot of horses so she is able to get the horse which yep. you know they kind of like go around a bit but they did they did definitely steal this horse from that man <laughs> like they really did even if they went kind horse. of a roundabout like, way about it like i don't know yeah i'll this movie gives off the whole, uh, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at animal cruelty vibes here. Like, <laughs> like definitely. Like, like, I feel like if, uh, if this are being more accurate, I feel like Felicity's family would be like, who cares, Felicity, about the fucking horse? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. But they gotta have yeah. the horse, and they gotta, and she even has, like, a baby horse that she has later on, so you can have the big horse and you can't could have the baby horse as well you know yeah you know you gotta have the baby horse they also have to deal with the fact that ben wants to join the colonial army and in order to do so he ditches his apprenticeship with felicity's dad causing him to put a bounty on ben to bring him home and like when felicity is visiting again a plantation uh, she ends up stumbling across Ben, who is all uh, hurt and stuff. And because of that, she uses the advice of Felicity's grandfather, who is a noted loyalist, in order to chastise Ben into coming back. Felicity's grandfather is against the whole Patriot thing, but at the same time offers advice of like, oh, you should never try to dive into something without knowing what you're getting into and like No, it's oh. like uh you shouldn't run into something when you're running away from something else, you know? So he's Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You need to be able to uphold a promise. So doing things like your apprenticeship are much more important than advocating your beliefs and rights. 
for things. Which, you know, there's some contentious bit, considering that the people that were mostly, like, in favor of the Revolutionary War were, like, wealthy landowners that were trying to get out of taxes. But at the same time, I think the fact that this movie doesn't actually explore any of this, it makes it very difficult to be able to discuss the actual Revolutionary War, because that doesn't feature that much in this actual film. You kind of feel like in this movie that they're kind of like on the cusp of stuff going down, but I guess like at the end of the day, that's not what the movie is interested in focusing on. Maybe if it did, it would be a bit more like interesting because the movie we got just feels like just a bunch of kind of repetitive scenes and then you know just no i i think the thing that benefited samantha is because like the early 1910s as a period of history is something that already has not as much information about it you know and people don't learn about the turn of the 20th century as much as people learn about the revolutionary war so there's already like fewer expectations with that kind of stuff. I was low-key expecting them to do what they did in Samantha, where people would snidely react to, like, world events. Like, have you heard about this Thomas Jefferson fellow? He's talking about establishing our our independence. Or, oh, did you hear what happened up at Valley Forge? Oh, it seems pretty dangerous up there, you know. Did you hear about Alexander Hamilton? He was a bastard orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman, dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by Providence, impoverished and scholar, and grew up to be a hero and a scholar. You good? The $10 founding father. Okay, so... (laughs) So, but you get, but like, how much more interesting would this movie be if we actually got to see Felicity react to the actual drama that was going on at the time? Because here's something that this movie could have done that would have been interesting. Like, you know, I think this movie, this movie should have just been uh, Liberty Kids. Oh my God. Thank you. Okay. Side note. Yes. Yes. For those of y'all who were not cool and didn't watch PBS Kids. Liberty Kids was an animated TV show produced by Deke about a bunch of kids who lived in the Revolutionary War who were, like, kids that worked for Benjamin Franklin for... Oh, what was the newspaper that Ben Franklin wrote? Uh, Pennsylvania Gazette? Yes, thank you, the Pennsylvania Gazette. And it was, like, a decent framing device for them to be like, oh, I'm doing an article for the Pennsylvania Gazette. Thomas Jefferson, I want to interview you. And the main girl was this former British citizen who was dealing with her shifting loyalties. She was born in England, but her loyalties ended up shifting to America against her family's wishes, which was a really interesting and compelling story. And after the episode where Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence, like she ends up visiting him in Monticello to see what's going on, where she discovers the guy who wrote the Declaration of Independence has slaves. It's all entire episode of her grappling with this. And don't get me wrong, the episode ends up pulling Thomas Jefferson's whole regurgitated thing of like, oh, this is a terrible institution, but I have to support it out of familial obligation type of bullshit, which, you know, he didn't, but the fact that they were willing to acknowledge that, it shows how kids are able and should be taught this sort of history. You shouldn't be willing to, like, 
hide it away and be willing to ignore it just for the sake of being able to tell this comfortable story because that's the thing about history. History is uncomfortable. It is the story of people being exploited. It's the story of people overcoming those adversities. And it is a story about how these sort of cycles of exploitation and conflict tend to repeat ourselves often because we don't have people learning from it properly. And I realize that isn't necessarily the type of thing that American Girl as a company would want to do as much because, you know, at the end of the day, these films are meant to be kind of just showcasing like these light-hearted period piece stuff well the thing is though they do a lot of times they do like explore those harder topics like isn't there like an american girl they released later on who was like a former slave like yeah Addie. i mean Addie was kind of released around the same time i believe so that you are right you are right like they do have Addie, and they do include kaya which is an indigenous person and one of the more recent american girls has the girl from the 80s i think her name's courtney her uncle is suffering from aids yeah because it takes place in the 1980s and it's like and you know samantha had like child sweatshops in it you know so it's not like they like don't like explore heavy subject matter it's just like for this one, it just feels a lot more that they don't really explore anything that's too, like, explicit in that direction. Yeah. So, yeah. so it just, yeah. like, and, like, and as a result, it just feels less interesting because it feels like there's so much more interesting subject matter they could go over. And it says just like, can't we all be friends with each other? No. Yeah, because what ends up happening at the later half of the movie is when eventually Elizabeth is starting to be a little bit angry at Felicity. And it turns out the reason why she's so angry is because Elizabeth's dad was thrown into jail for being a loyalist. Oh, also Felicity's uh, grandfather died of a coughing old-timey disease in a random scene before yeah yeah also some of like i know that there those were like spots for commercial breaks but some of the cuts in this movie were kind of jarring it was jarring i think it didn't help that they did not fade out like samantha did indicating that it is a commercial we would see like jiggy nye yelling at samantha and being all scary and then we cut to a shot of like people just buying and selling tea in the shop it just like nothing happened and it's like oh okay by the way a jiggy nye is in jail now for some reason but uh Samantha- well, they mentioned how he's a town drunk so like so he probably was like 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 pissed on some bushes in public so something like probably that. why he was in the slammer but uh after uh they're able to get elizabeth's dad out of prison uh felicity actually has like a, a sympathy for jiggy nye despite being a animal abuser because like uh, you know he looks so sad he looks so sad and we need to be kind to the sad people she was like if i have hate in my heart for him then i'm just as bad as him and I'm like, I'm mm, not sure about I don't that. Think you, I, I'm not sure about that, Felicity. Like, it, I don't know. It's one of those like, when they go low, we go high type of things that it's good in principle, but it's not very practical when thinking about like someone's praxis. But it's just like. Yeah, so out of the kindness of his of her heart, she uh, brings him some apples because that's the only thing she knows how to give people. 
It's all apples. Yeah. It's all apples. They had mentioned a while back about how there's like this ball hosted by Mrs. Templeton that's like really exclusive and she wants to go and she ends up getting an invite to it and her mom who's very pregnant at this point uh yeah you know is very happy for her and she wants a new dress and her mom is like oh, i don't have time to make you a new dress but then like she decides to make her a new dress anyway and then she has the the baby and the but then like the mom almost dies in like this real kind of abrupt sequence and like felicity sag she thinks her mom is gonna die but then, yep. then her her mom doesn't die, and also she gets the dress too. Uh huh. And also, and also, the Penny is having a baby. I think the thing that is most striking in this entire movie is that, like early on, Ben criticizes Felicity by telling her, "You can't always get what you want." I don't know about you. It it kind of seems like Felicity's getting everything she wants. I guess not her grandfather being alive, though. But I mean, I mean, yeah. Some some parental figure had to die in this movie. It's it's the law of the American Girl films. I have noticed. Yeah, I, I think honestly that's the biggest problem that ends up messing up this movie is like you don't get the impression of a lot very high stakes. Yeah, you know, all of Felicity's problems you know, tend to just kind of like solve themselves, you know? Exactly. And Felicity doesn't really have to do a whole lot to sacrifice herself even if she's momentarily working through stuff. It doesn't seem to weigh on her. And I don't know. I guess one quick thing, like what did you think of Shailene Woodley's performance in this? I mean, I thought she was pretty good as like a kid actor. Yeah. Like, yeah, as a 14-year-old, she did good. I, I feel like you get the impression she was really, really trying to, like, really trying to sell the emotions and stuff, but the script was just, like, getting her nothing. Yeah, with that, that like, old-timey sort of British but kind of not accent she's got going on, you know? Yeah. She, she's doing a lot, though. I gotta give a shout-out to actors, to the, the girl who plays her, uh, little sister nan oh yes she, she struggles to get through the line sometime but gosh darn she's got this uh, she's kind of snarky oh she you know? she does get the best line reads but aside from that it's yeah, like i mean they go to the ball they kind of like mess around they get this big long dance sequence like this is this is pride and prejudice but the budget, yeah, but Shailene Woodley, Shailene Woodley is not Kira Knightley, and that Benjamin Kidd is not Tom Wham's Gams from Succession either, so I ain't interested. Yeah, it it really um yeah it really didn't do a whole lot for us. And then the movie ends with them having a whole sequence where they have dinner and they even invite Jiggy Nye to Christmas dinner because Jiggy ends up helping. He helps uh, oh. uh, when Penny is having the full on Christmas. He is able on to Christmas. come down and help them because the dad is away. And I guess uh, yep. he went through some some character development off screen. And now he knows that uh, animal abuse is bad because uh, Felicity gave him some apples. So uh, now we're yep. all we're all happy. And the dad makes a big speech about good. how he appreciates everyone in his family, except for the slaves, probably. And it's a happy yeah. Christmas for all. The horse was born on Christmas. It's horse Jesus. Horse Jesus, indeed. Amen. A bit of an underwhelming ending for this movie. Yeah, not a single adventure to be had. Like I said, she didn't go on a high-stakes horse ride rescue. 
Like, I feel like, because I feel like I remember seeing trailers for this back in the day, and the trailers always made it look like it was a bit more on the exciting end. Yeah. It yep. was a sequence, a, a sequence of events that we witnessed, and I will probably forget most of it. <laughs> so, sorry for anyone who's like a big stan of this movie. Uh, please don't don't add us on, on Twitter. But it, yeah, this this like, one just wasn't was just just didn't really I don't think catch our interest that much. All I wanted was a scene of her riding that horse yes. through the snow in order to like like save someone or deliver an important message. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I, I, you I know, think. I actually, you know what I really wanted? I wanted a Benjamin Franklin cameo in this. Oh, God. You really wanted to see that horny bastard here? Yeah, I wanted to see that horny bastard. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, y'all. If you want to be, uh, gain a, I wouldn't say appreciation for this time period, but I'll just say, like, looking up some of the weird kinky shit Ben Franklin was into is a, uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff there. I would have loved it if they had things like a uh, Felicity's family being more involved in the actual goings-on of the revolution. Like, maybe they were, like, bankrolling them or something like that. I don't know. That seems like that could have been interesting. But as it stands, it's just like, yep, that sure did happen. Yeah. At least, like, you can get the cool horse carriage accessory to go with Felicity. You know? Yeah. Apparently, they also sold... Let me double-check to verify that this is true. Yep! Yep! <laughs> and you want to know what other items you can get with the Felicity uh, collection? I'm very it's called Plantation, Plantation Play. Oh, uh, no. They didn't call it you that. You want to guess what was in the Plantation Play? I, I don't... I, go ahead and lay it on me. It contains... A small white bird, uh, a shell, a thin hollow reed, a bubble card, a battle door, which is like, it's Batman, uh, a shuttlecock, and a whistle, and uh, Ben's note. Like, I get that you named it that because this is in reference to where the stuff happened in the story, but why did you name it that? Why did you, hey America girl, why did you make something called Plantation Play? Granted, they ended up retiring this part of the collection in 2001, which I think they probably realized, oh, wait, this ain't it. This might be a bad idea. But some uncomfortable stuff surrounding the Felicity collection because of that. You want to guess at how much uh, a complete set of Felicity's collection would cost? Uh, lay it on me. $960. And this is not even a complete set of every single item that is there. They really no, do no. do shill a lot for those high-end American Girl stuff. Yeah, well, I think part of the value is also the fact that a lot of these sets have been retired. Like, there's specifically a uh, tea set, a special doll tea set that is made with, like, ceramic stuff that is going for $165 that is not included in this collection because that set ended up being retired, like, early into the lifespan. And because of that, it's super collectible. But just look look at these, like, they're like these tiny little plastic doll food. This, like, little... It's so yeah. cute. I remember as a kid, I was always impressed when they would have, like, like the drinks. Like, they would have, like, punch, and there would be, like, punch in the bowl. And I'd be uh -huh. like, I wish I could have that. Indeed. But... 
Yeah, as it stands, like, there's not a whole lot interesting about this movie, which is a little bit disappointing because honestly, like, the American Revolutionary War is such an interesting period of history. Like, there is a lot that you could go into. Like, heck, even if you just go into, like, the sanitized version of American history, there's still, like, interesting stuff that you could get into with that, you know? What is your rating for this, Emma? Yeah, I give it one, sh- uh, two shuttlecocks out of five. I'm gonna give this movie a, uh, an upside down teacup out of ten because it is a gesture leaning towards uh, rebellion and provocation, but when you look at it objectively, it's just a very tiny gesture that really is a lot more toothless than you might imagine. Yep, that about sums it up. Yeah, gonna be interested in seeing how people react to this one. I know, please don't, please don't, uh, please don't hate us because we didn't like a movie you liked. I said, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm sort of a, you know, I'm kind of interested in the other American Girl movies though, the Molly one, which takes place in like World War II era and the Kit Kittredge one. Both look really interesting. Oh yeah, those are the, those two movies are going to be up next and they're, I'll be interested in seeing what ends up coming out of those ones, but... Yeah, as it stands, this one is kind of just... Just kind of... Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's about all I have to say in this pink void. I'm, I'm, it's been a long day. I agree. I'm ready. It's been a long day, so I think it's it's time we... Uh, I'm going to go ride ride my horse that only I can understand off into the sunset. <laughs> and uh... I guess this movie shows us that we each need to be the horse girls that we want to see in this world. So, with that said... Emma, when you aren't being a free spirit horse girl riding off doing your own destiny, uh, where could people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at EmmaCory9 if you want to, but also you don't have to. And if you enjoy any of the discussion stuff that we got going on here, uh, consider giving us a follow on the old Twitters as well, at PinkIslePod, as well as uh maybe shooting us an email at pinkislepod at gmail.com if you have any uh questions suggestions feedback requests all that kind of stuff yeah and then at also we appreciate like ratings and uh stuff on whatever podcast platforms that you guys are listening to this on but as for me uh the only other thing to mention is like my own stuff, if you enjoy the work that I'm doing, that we're doing here, uh, consider uh, chucking me a buck on the Patreons. This podcast and everything else I do on the internet is supported by patreon.com slash henrycathman. Just for a buck a month, you can support the stuff we do and all that kind of stuff. Well, before we ride off into the sunset and go and deface the property of the British royal family. We want to thank you once again, as always, for listening. And as Felicity ought to have said, death to monarchs, let freedom reign. Good night, everybody. Good night.